You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome to the All In Podcast, the podcast that brings you a new perspective on the dental industry. I am Shane McElroy, and as always, I'm joined by Blake McClellan. How are you, buddy? Hey, now. Hey, now. Dude, I am so tired right now. <laughs> you look it, man. Your son was sick last night. So what time did you actually get to bed? Uh, well, the, the wife took care of him this time, but he was crying, so it kept me up. So I don't know. I woke up a bunch. I don't know if I really slept at all, but... I will say this, uh, I'm, I probably would have did, dipped out on anybody else except for uh, Rob and Bobby Stanley that was willing to get up and drive an hour and a half up here. Um, yeah, this was easy for me. Georgia. I actually had to go to Southside Atlanta today and then come back up. So I, I could have had a short drive. But How far is it from your house? It's only like 15 minutes exactly. Hey, but for Blake McClellan to give 15 minutes for you, you're a big deal. Bro, you know what <laughs> kind of loss I went through to just being here? No. You know, it's 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 nice to see them. You know, dude, they they really believed in Implant Compare early. And and we met them because of you, and you set yeah. up that up. But I went and met with them in North Carolina. I said, guys, you guys are crushing it. I'll give you the – I'll get you set up with the channel and everything. You guys have the hardware. Like, just go and put stuff out there. And they crush. Yeah. So I, it, it, it's awesome, man. It's cool. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Dr. Bobby Stanley in a second on this episode. And uh, she's awesome, man. In fact, like, she's so far into the business of, like, dentistry in general – and one of the best minds I know has been, you know, huge for me, but it's right in, in the theme of like what I was listening to on the way up here. So, you know, our boys, you know, Craig Spodak and Peter Bolton of Bulletproof Podcast. Pete, Pete, I love Pete. Yeah. He was actually, he just sent me an email the other night. He was looking for a developer, a development team. And then he sends me an email at like 2 a.m. or whatever it was, you know, it's like, that's Pete. And there was yeah. a review left by my CTO on this development team we used in uh, Ukraine. And he's like, and it was like an education platform, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yo, I was looking for an education company. And then, I mean, a bad development company. I found this. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, holy shit, dude, you were digging deep, bro. Yeah, no kidding, like, but he's that kind of entrepreneur that like, once he has an idea, he's going to execute. And that's what I love about Pete. Like he Well, he's is, a 2 a.m. guy too, for sure. Like he's, yes. I'm not stopping until I'm, you know. He doesn't need the money. No. He has plenty of things on his plate too. He loves the game. He loves the yes. hunt. And that's why I can that's relate to Pete. Is just, it's less about the money. It's more about the fun of the hunt. He's really, he's been awesome to me too over the years, man. And it's funny, like that was the first podcast I ever listened to was their podcast. It is still my favorite podcast. I listen to a lot of them now. I think it was the first one I was on. Yeah. You were terrible on it, but yeah. everybody else was good. Yeah. I, I was ram- rambling about <laughs> fucking Bitcoin and shit. <laughs> you're talking about Bitcoin with Pete? You got, you're, you're well, overmatched, funny. How I met him, I went to dinner with uh, Gandhi. Gandhi's like, come to dinner, man. And, and then Curry was there and Hamilton and Bolden. And I'd never met Bolden before. And we're talking about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and stuff and and, and blockchain. Because at the I time- his ears got real big. He's like, dude, you know more shit than me. And I know a lot of shit. I'm like, man, I'm just hot on it right now. I'm, you know, I'm trying to work on a startup with it. And, and, and so- <laughs> He was like, dude, no, I want you on the podcast. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. But fortunately, no one was an Nobody expert. Nobody knew anything about, about Bitcoin. Anything. Yeah, so at that time, you know, any asshole could get, you know, be an expert on it. So, but, it, it, you know, I've fallen in love with people. We don't work together in any capacity, yet we still meet as if we do. Like we're business but partners. But that's not a bad thing in, in No, we just way, literally will have a lunch and say, what's on your table? What's on my table? Any feedback, any advice, and then we go. It's awesome. I love having someone like yeah. him in my network. And he's because of you and your relationship with him and, and my relationship with Curry, like he's actually kind of extended that to me. He's like, well, you ever need anything, man? I'm like, 
nicest guy. And oh, Craig, too. Dude, Craig Spodak is awesome, man. And, and, and they and, give away everything, all this knowledge on their podcast. Like, they just give it to you. But if you're not a dentist, it's still a very relevant podcast. There's a lot of good content and information on there. Those guys are really savvy business people. They make money. Like, they do great dentistry. They do oh, have great well, businesses. They're the two most successful but outside of that, the country. And they've got a good thing. So, have going. you read their book yet? No, I haven't. The Bulletproof Practice? Yeah. No, so, I haven't. You know me, I can barely read. Right. Um, but they just came but out with the audio got, book. Oh, yeah. Craig had to do the so whole thing. I, I that, listened right? to that um, yesterday, and I'm, I'll finish it by the end of the day on the audio book. And Craig did it. And because no way Pete was going to sit. <laughs> right. Um, Man, he's got a smooth, sexy voice. There's <laughs> there's know. some audiobooks like I can't listen to because of, you know, it's a professional and they can't do it. And and Spodak's doing it. And honestly, it's great. His voice, the yeah. tone, everything, he's really good. I, I uh DM'd him on uh Instagram and it's like, dude, good job on that, because no way I could have done that. I was like, How it was really hard. It? And it's it's like, it was like 10 or 12 hours, three studio sessions. Yeah. Think about how when you read in general, you like fumble over words. Right. You can't do that. No, you got to go back and re-record. Dude, no way. No, no freaking way. I, I haven't even read a book in my entire life yet from page to page. <laughs> I always skip. I'm so ADD, man. I'm like, I don't think I've actually read every word in a book. In, oh, a really? Page to page. I really don't think so. I've, when I'm Dan reading, Brown is the only like I, I kind of speed I read. I kind of like skim through and stuff. Sure. Like, and, and it's just because when I'm reading, as soon as a good idea happens in a book, my mind's got five ideas of how to yeah. expand off that idea. It's really hard. It takes me. It takes me forever to get through a book. It really well, does. I'm going to tell you right now. If you're a dentist, um, listen to this, and you want to be like fee for service, or or you want to grow your practice, or if you're an entrepreneur in general, this book is legit. Yeah, if you want to go, if you really want to go and if exit is a word in your vocabulary, or you want it to be a word in your vocabulary. You need to go meet with these guys and see do the either read their book, listen so to their podcast. They got the summit coming up summit. in yeah. February because you spoke at the first one. right? First one I spoke with yeah. Gandhi, uh, Shivan Gandhi, and and then second one was in Dana Point, California. Yeah, I think, I think so. So this is the third one is in Houston. I think H-Town. the last weekend in February. I'll tell you this right now, like I there's not a ton of courses I will vouch for. I vouch for that one right now, like and they have like a ten x like you'll make ten if times you whatever you want spend to have commas in your bank account more than just one. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to go listen to these guys. These like, guys are unbelievably successful, and they're telling you exactly what to do, and they're brainstorming with you on your practice. Yeah. Like no. they're legit. So there's some um, people that you meet that just they just know how to make money. I, I have no it. idea if they're sold out or not, but um, check out the Bulletproof Summit. Uh, sign up for that course if you want to make money. Like, I'm if I'm not in Vail, so it's called the Bulletproof Summit. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if I'm not, <laughs> I may be in Vail for a course, which is you yeah. know, rough, right? Oh, poor guy. Uh, if I'm not there, I'm going to that on my own dime, and It'll it's be red eyed as DIA, hell too. And that are the only two that I will pay my own money to go to. That's yeah. it. I mean, that's well, a and, type and, race. and 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 it was. It's small enough that it's like tight knit. It's not like one of those big overwhelming things because they they're literally sitting down shoulder to shoulder. Dude, at Tony Robbins' kid is speaking at it, and oh, really? he's not a kid by the way. Well, yeah, because super successful. He's partners with well. Craig Spodak, right? Because Tony's so. a patient of Craig's. Tony's a patient. I, I think I don't know if they're just friends or whatever, but yeah. um, listen, man, if he's got. Is that's that's awesome. DNA is going to crush. <laughs> I think we got to so. start recording with someone else now. Yeah. So, um, well, after this, we'll we'll jump in with Dr. Bobby Stanley. Well, Dr. Bobby Stanley, welcome to the All In Podcast. So nice to have you. Thank you. Super excited to be here. This is actually the second time. Yeah, because Shane messed up the first time. Are you messing up again? Are you getting this I don't right? know. 
like whoever's. That's okay. He's everybody gets everything. a second chance. He's looking at everything like, oh, everybody gets a second just, just keep talking. I'll okay. figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind going again. Let's be fair. And I again, honestly told him I'm not going to touch any of the tech. Okay. I, my heart can't handle it We're after good. all the live streaming surgeries and all that shit. I can't do it. I can't you you have all the video. I've got the audio. And turns out I thought I was getting the better end of the deal. And audio is really difficult. <laughs> Well, for me, anyway. Well, when you're with remote guests and stuff, and we've been on the fly, you got to pack it up and go. Like, I mean, it's just like the, with the filming the surgery, man. It's 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 so stressful because it's live. Yeah, and you got to have all your equipment when you get there. And if there's one thing missing, you're like, oh my god. Oh, it's just like surgery, though, right? Like, yes. at the end of the day, it's Dude, just like surgery. You got to rest. You got to if you don't have your guide there, you're just kind of well. well all the cables, it, all the equipment, all the guests, coordination, which is not my strong suit either, right? Well, so, you guys do a good I'm job. Proper planning prevents poor performance, right? The five piece. I don't oh, abide yeah. by that at all. <laughs> Fly by the seat of my pants. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk really quick, uh, Dr. Bobby, how we met. Sure. So you want to tell that one or me? Uh, why don't you start? So we met at Hinman a couple of years ago. And uh, oh, I met Catherine first at the booth. and Which and- used to be the best dental party in in the game. That was the best parties for Now it's conference. the second best. There you go. Is that right? Right, right. Number yeah. two. I don't yeah. even know it's number two anymore. I may have fallen down like number two. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. DI really pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Yes. Well, we met, I met Catherine and we started talking about marketing. She's like, you have to meet Dr. Stanley. And so we sat down. It was just like, it was like family right away. We were just both super high. Obviously, I'm pretty high energy. Yeah, I love right? it. I and love it was it. back and forth. And it was just like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it both ways. And uh, ever since then, I came up to audit, basically audit a course that you guys were doing, you and Rob. And I'm like, how much are we paying these guys right now? I looked over at Eddie, who was the rep at the time. And, and he's like, we're not paying him anything. I was like, well, you got to change that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, because they're killing it for us. Well, but, thank you. Love um, it. We love it. We love By Horizons. We love everything we do. Oh, yeah. Well, it's clear. What what made that transition into education? So if you could kind of walk us through, how did the Stanley Institute come about? What what brought in the Stanley Institute to what we see it is now? Yeah, happy to tell you. Uh, Dr. Rob and I are very passionate about dentistry and all the things that we do. And um, our colleagues had reached out to us and, and were asking questions on different techniques and different philosophies and how we do things. And we said, oh, we'll put, a, put together a class. And we kind of did a study club and it was very successful. And we thought, well, maybe we need a curriculum to really walk people through this from A to B to C all the way to Z, which is what we did. So we put together a curriculum on dental implants. And then we quickly added full mouth reconstruction with dental implants because people wanted to know how to do guided full mouth and then as we were doing that they had questions about how do you price this how do you market this how do you how do you bring your team in I actually just saw it happen you and I were talking when I came into the uh, meeting today and someone asked if they could interrupt because they wanted to ask you some business questions yeah and you're like all right look I gotta have like what am I doing here how do I market this so I saw that happen firsthand I love the business side of it and and the more questions that were being asked of me the more I realized that we needed a Part of our curriculum needed to be the business of dentistry because a lot of dentists do not understand that. And so then I put together a two-day business summit, and it's it's really taken off with a boom. It's it's easy to just do something and start it and then put all the work on a rep or a company and just kind of sell out and say, look, I just want to say that I'm doing this for my ego. You guys like build this institute and then the companies came in later. Yes. You know? and, and, and we talk about that a lot on the yeah. podcast, like how that's happening in the influencer realm and stuff. Yes. But you said – 
we want to teach on precision and technique and then look if these are the comp- the products we use. Right. Y'all endorse us. Great. If not, we're still going to talk about you and we're going to do this. Absolutely. And we still have companies coming in now asking if they could be part of the Institute. And we will not invite them in as a sponsor because we don't use their products. We have to use the product and believe in the product for us to be able to allow them to be sponsors. But you, you're a prime example of like believing in yourself to do that method because it's it's most people haven't done that, right? The, the pathway was, okay, find a company that'll endorse me and then I'll go work for them. Right. And so to believe in yourself enough to to go into this and say, I'm going to make my own institute, my own academy, we're going to do this, like without company support, what, I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? A little disruptive. It's, well, you know, we, we both love teaching. We have a passion for teaching. We have a passion for sharing and we believe in dentistry. We believe that dentistry should provide the best for everybody. And the only way you can do that is to share your knowledge amongst your colleagues. And so that's why we went in it with a true passion to give back and to share. And then the rest just kind of developed. What I like is you guys practice what you preach. Not every institute does that. Not every educator does that where they they say one thing, but in their own practice, they do another. And there's some that are out there that are fairly large influencers who are guilty of that. Now, I know for a fact you don't because I've been to your practice many times. One of the things I love to to hear and talk about is when you talk about the business side of it, because to me, that is the complex side. And I think that's the harder side for most dentists. Can you talk about, we had a conversation earlier about some of your philosophies and how you handle your money, which unfortunately that's not my strong suit. So I could probably benefit from this as well. Whether it's talking to patients about money, whether it's, you know, saving your own money, can you kind of go into your philosophy on that? Yeah, I'm happy to. First of all, let me just say that lots of dentists approach dentistry as um, this is my dental dental clinic, not my business. And we have to look at our business as a business. So we offer the service of dentistry, which we love, and that's always going to come first, you know, the service that we give to our patients. But we have to work as as much uh, owner business as we do in our business. And one of the things that I find from dentists and I hear a lot is either they, at the end of the month, they don't have enough money to pay themselves or they can't implement new things in their business because they, they don't know how, where they're going to get the money to buy dental implants or to buy the piece of equipment or to add a new team member. And so what I tell them is let's step back and let's look at the finances and let's look at the business where the business can be profitable and you can grow the business in such a way that the business will service more people. And by the way, they're the same doctors that go, well, this pay patient must be poor. This patient's bad because they didn't accept it. Why are they so bad with money? It's not that much money. It's like, yeah, but you, you're whining about this or they can't afford that. And you, oh, you don't point. see the, the crossover there. It's you can't true. Your own finances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that should be the last deterrent from getting into doing these new techniques. If you've got the skill set, you've gone to the courses, you've got the desire, you've got the patient need, you really can't fork up $10,000 and get into implants. Unfortunately, we're not taught business in dental school. And so a lot of dentists do not have a business background. And oftentimes they allow their team members to run the business. And it just should not be. You're the business owner. You need to run your business. So one of the things that I teach in in the business course is how you can profit first from your business and how you can actually allow yourself to have money when you need money to grow your business or to take your team on a a trip or give your team a reward or something of that nature. One of the things that I uh, talk about in the course is setting up multiple accounts at the bank. And I know that sounds silly, but go to your bank and open up five to six checking accounts or savings accounts. And then you have your main account where all your money goes in, all of your income goes in, but then you have an off account that is named taxes. We all know we're going to have to pay taxes and we kind of know how much we're going to have to pay. So if I divided that up over 12 months and, and every month a little bit dribbled into that account, then when I have to pay out of that account, it's not so stressful. 
And what if I had one called equipment? And I was like, you know, this year I may implement something that's going to cost around $50,000. Or maybe I want a new CBCT machine. And I don't want to pay it through a loan because I'm really big in, in not financing things if I can help it. And that's what I encourage my doctors to be, you know, I want you to be financially independent. So if you can pay cash for things and there are some advantages to that. So start saving for it. So you got a, you got an account that's called equipment. You start putting a little bit in each month. A little bit each month is really easy. A lot all of a sudden is really challenging. The other thing that I see are the doctors who say, well, I pay my bills and then at the end of the month, there's not enough for me. So that's okay. I paid my team members. I, I paid all my bills. So I'm successful. Well, you're not. You're The only way you can be successful is if you're getting paid also. So you yeah, need it's to, a job. You have I to mean, motivate yourself. It's, there's it, no incentive. Yeah, it's a business. Yes. But you'd be just uh, better off working for somebody else and collecting a paycheck where you're not coughing up all the money. I actually Correct. had to deal with that with my business partner when I came into work with him with the medical equipment company. He wasn't paying himself salary. And I said, what the hell are you doing this for? Yeah. Why would you do it? You, Why? You I go get a job at, 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 uh, at Target and, and at least you made some money, right? And it you have no stress. Point. You can sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I tell doctors, you have to profit first. So before you pay any bills, Money needs to go in an account for the doctor that's called profit or for the practice that's called profit. And then what's left over is what we pay our expenses with. And I, that scares doctors to do that because then they start thinking, well, what if I don't have enough money left over? And that's when I stop and say, well, what if you don't? That's when we need to rethink our spending and cut back on our spending. Maybe we're overspending. Changing the perspective. I love yes. that. You're just looking at it from a different lens. And, right. and when you have to face the money and look at it and it's blinding like that, because most people, right, they won't even look at it. If I don't look at it and it just comes in and goes, and yes. I just look at the checking account number, right, or whatever it is, right? <laughs> That's how most dentists do <laughs> you it. Don't you don't know what your collections are at. You don't know a what A lot of sales reps do that, too. I'm just going to say sure, right sure. now. <laughs> you know, and, and, and honestly, it is. I mean, I admire dentists who are successful in, in their uh, practices because – it's already hard for me to be successful in my own business, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a few of them, but it's a challenge every day to make that profitable and grow the team and all the culture and everything else. So to do that and still have to be a clinician and still go do CE. And then on top of that, making your own education academy, it's incredible. And it's overwhelming, I think, to a lot of people. So they're scared to even like go down that path. Sure, sure. But right now, your option is either DSO and you're going to be there 12 to 18 months and then you're gone because you're not happy and you don't like the management. Mm -hmm. Or you go and be your own business owner at a time where the economy's thriving. And if you just manage your money, well, you can make a ton of money in dentistry right oh now. Oh, my God. And there's so many. And you many can do it different ways, too. It doesn't have to be, right. you know, fever service. You can do a drillville practice sure. and make bank if you do there's it right. You can so make many. ortho aligners at home and uh, make billions, apparently. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> there are so many tax advantages to having your own, own business. I mean, it's incredible. The tax advantages that I share in my business course will pay for that business course three, three to four times over. Easy. Well, right um, now. Isn't it uh, you get to deduct 100% of your equipment the year you buy it? Correct. Right? So what a great time to start buying equipment for your practice at a time where I think the Trump tax bill took effect right when he went into office mm -hmm. about allowing you to make those deductions. Absolutely. It's huge. Yeah. you got to show huge. losses anyways. Yeah. Make your practice better and, and it get a zero balance, right? Like, right, right. And back to working on the practice versus working in the practice. You know, when we work in the practice, we're dentists, so we're with patients. But when we're not with patients, we do need to have time to focus on our, on our business. And we need to look at the numbers and the percentages. And honestly, you need to know what those percentages are. And a lot of dentists do not. We talk about that in our course. But it is a time management thing. And one of the things we tell our students, our, our doctor students, is you have to have production time which is when you're with your patient, but you 
also have to have planning time and personal time. So there are three different factors there in time management. And sometimes you literally have to put it on your calendar. So my team members know that most Thursdays, I, I see patients Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's my production time. Almost every Thursday is my planning day, and they do not reach out to me on my planning day. Even if I go into the office on that day, do not talk to me about a patient. Do not come in and ask me to see a hygiene patient. That's a smart I'm planning man. today. That reminds me of like four-hour work week where you're trying to sure. keep your mentality, stay as sufficient and focused in that moment as you can. without Because sure. yes. once you jump back and forth, it takes time to even get in the mode of whatever you're doing. It sure does. Yeah. sure does. sure does. I love to embarrass. No, I, I, one thing I, I admire, too, about your team is – your team will take a bullet for you. They work for you like Secret Service works for the president. They yeah, love they, you. They, 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 I mean, undoubtedly 100% committed to you. How do you find that loyalty and that commitment and, and drive? Because they're entrepreneurial. Catherine, Margaret, they are very oh, yeah. entrepreneurial, well, but they're not entrepreneurial roles. Yes. So. I will tell you, it goes both ways. I feel the same way about them, but it comes down to team culture. You have to develop that culture. And once that culture is developed, it kind of it kind of blossoms on its own and takes care of itself. One of the things in our dental practice that I have practiced for the last 25 years that we've had the practice is I do not tolerate gossip at all. <clears throat> so if someone comes into the practice and, and I feel like they're gossiping or I know they're gossiping, they're automatically fired and my team knows that. I don't have to be the the Nazi of gossiping in my office because it's been embedded in our culture. So it just doesn't happen because people know right away that if somebody starts to say something, automatically they're going to say, ah, that's gossiping. We don't do that here. And so it, it takes care of itself. So once you develop that yeah. culture, you know, it, it works really well. Because gossip is like poison. I yes. mean, it just takes a little bit and you can take out the entire team. And, and it's you have amazing. egos involved at that point, oh, right? Yeah. And self-esteem and all those things that now are taking into consideration. Yes. I love that. That's genius. Yeah, it's amazing how how much gossip hurts a dental practice. And it's it's prevalent in so many practices. I'm I'm shocked that people even allow it. But yeah, you have to you have to get a hold of that. But you have to develop your culture. Um, I read a book by the uh, Zappos guy. And it's a great, great book. And it talks about culture and developing, you know, people who actually own the practice. Like my, my team members do not own the practice. Obviously, I do. But in my eyes, they are owners. And in their eyes, they are owners. They take the responsibility of what needs to happen in the practice, not only for me, but for the patients and for, for their team members. How do you develop that? Well, you, first of all, you have to decide what you want your culture to be. Um, and, you know, a lot of people feel like there's a hierarchy. And uh, honestly, there is, because at the end of the day, it all... we got to have it, something, it, right? The mm. leadership falls back to me. And you have to develop that leadership, and you have to be a leader. Um, I love the book, um, Extreme Ownership. I don't know if you've read that book, but I, I love that book. It's it's um, some naval SEAL guys who wrote the book. And they talk about how being a leader, everything falls back to you and you take the responsibility. So to develop a culture, it starts with leadership and you really have to lead the team, but you have to lead the team in a positive way that makes them feel like that they're really part of the team. My team members are not staff members. They're yep. team members. We always talk about being part of a team. Yeah. And so as you bring them together as a team and you decide what you want your culture to be, it grows and it develops. I, I have a, a really good presentation that I give in our business course about developing team culture and, and how you can get started and what you need to do. It's not that hard, but you do have to focus on it and you truly have to be a leader. Oh, I love that. The Navy SEAL approach is what we use at Implant Compare and our team. Like it, it is a SEAL Team 6. 
I got to know if I kick that door in, I got sniper coverage above me. Absolutely. Covering my back. And I got to trust them. And, and that's just really how we operate. We were a yeah. lean team. We're small. But I got to trust you. You got to trust me. We're all and executing I've, our I've job. Heard, I've seen you take bullets for your guys, man. Yeah. I will. That's what you yeah. have to do. I will. And, I, and they will for me. And I want that on my team because- Look, I'll be the toughest boss, but I'll also be the one to make sure that like I eat last. Yes. I, I read that book recently, yes. The yeah. Leaders Eat Last with Simon Sinek, and it's so relevant. You eat last, but I love the still team approach because it is based on true trust and all the team is lead. They're all leaders, right? Yes, to some extent. absolutely. But, and so I think that's how especially a, a dental practice should work and operate. It's so small that you don't have a big, huge corporate structure and all that. If you make that team tight and trustworthy, that yeah. you'll ride yeah. through thick so and thin. Whatever, say the staff member is in charge of that, are you giving them autonomy in certain areas to where they're the leader of that area? I absolutely am. One of the things that allows me more time to uh, be a leader in my practice and, and actually to work on my practice versus in my practice is that I have developed team leaders in the office. There's an administrative team lead, a hygiene team lead, a marketing team lead, a clinical team lead. And so instead of having an office manager who you know takes care of the office and does things and then the doctor is spending so much time focusing on team members we actually have team leads and so if someone in the administrative department has an issue or they need to develop a, a new protocol or something of that nature they'll actually go to that team lead and they'll sit together as a group as a team and they'll develop that protocol and so that takes a lot of stress off of me but i have to be leader enough that i can give them some autom autonomy to do what they feel is best for the practice agreed mm -hmm. no I, I, that makes sense and the other thing is, instead of me dealing with five to six team team members as clinical, you know, dental assistants, instead of me having each one of them coming to me with different things, I have one team leader. That team leader takes care of their team, and then if they need me, then they'll come to me. So, out of the twenty five members of our team, at any time if anybody needs to talk with me, they know that my door is always open. But really, I'm only working with five team leaders when it comes to developing strategies for the office and that sort of thing. I'm not having to sit down with twenty five people and figure out twenty five different philosophies and, and making everybody happy. And so, it works really well that way. Well, let me ask you this. All right, I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty questions. All right, let's get to the good stuff. You guys are beautiful. You guys are perfect. Oh my God. You're always we talking about this earlier. We, we talked about this last night, so I'm gonna bring uh, it up. You're the nicest people I've ever met. Honestly, uh, if you look at you in a photo, you're like, oh, they're assholes. They're too pretty, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, too good looking to be nice. <clears throat> but you, you meet and you're like, wow, they are just the greatest people. You really Thank are. You. And, and and your incredible spirit. Thank you. How do you manage that as a husband and wife? You work together in the clinic. Yeah, that's got to be manage courses together. You travel with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. How are you able to shut it off? And balance that to not only be business partners, but also husband and wife. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I really need to know this. Asking for a friend, though, because my <laughs> wife and I never get into arguments <laughs> about anything. There's a lot of people who, you know, they work with their spouse in the practice or in some capacity. And that's the hardest thing is to find that balance. I, I me and my it's wife, no, we can't work together. super <laughs> difficult. Yeah. People, people ask all the time how we work together. And his answer is always the best answer where he says, I just let her be the boss and then I'll work. So, Queen B. Yeah, I'm it. totally okay with smart that. smart man. All right. But, you know, a lot of it comes down to respect. We, we respect each other. We, we respect our roles. I mean, I'm, I'm a real old-fashioned girl where I feel like that my husband's the head of the household. And I don't mind that because I know he loves me. And at any time that we need to make a decision, I know he's going to make the decision with me. So I never feel like that, uh, you know, I'm under him in any way or, or, you know, I'm not as powerful as him in the marriage or in the family. So um, I respect him 100% and he respects me. The other thing is, you know, our reputation and our character is so important to us. We want anybody to see us the way that we are now 
and and behind or behind your back, we're the same way. We're never going to be that you know fake person because our character is so important. We're never going to pretend to be somebody that we're not. And sometimes it doesn't work so well for me. Sometimes you know people don't agree with who I am, and that's okay because we're all different and but we're all allowed to be different. We'll always that. be, and we'll always do what's what's right. I mean, there are times where I do. I feel like that. I didn't have to do that, but I did. And people are like, why would you do that? I'm like, because it was the right thing to do. You know, it was just, I gave them their money back because I felt like it was the right thing to do. Or I did the dentistry for free because I felt like it was the right thing to do. And it's okay because, you know, it comes back around. Mm -hmm. You know, God blesses us all with different talents. And and fortunately, Dr. Rob and I have the talent of dentistry to give. And we love giving it. So we give that blessing to a lot of people. Well, I would say that and teaching. Yeah. You guys teach really well. Thank you. very poised. You know, it, there's just no agenda. It, it, you can tell that in, in, in yeah. the way that he presents this stuff. It's just relatable. And I think that's what's winning right now in education. We were talking about this last night is being relatable yes. is so important nowadays because the facade was let's put someone so glamorous on stage. They'll pull in in their Ferrari well, basically. And to like, can't to touch that this. point, though, you guys, are, you guys look like models up oh there. Oh, my God. Thank so you. So is that a challenge? No, <laughs> but I'm serious. Is that a challenge to overcome? Because, you know, I look at that like I can't be Rob. I can't be 6'2 and look like freaking James Bond in the like three-piece suit. That's not me. That's You're beautiful. Never be. He is pretty hot. Right? I yeah. agree. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Well, he, right what now. Is he, he looks like the guy from Nip Talk. What was the show on Nip oh, Talk? Yeah, that except not an asshole. Yeah, yeah. not, not yeah. weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, our philosophy is to over deliver. So we want people to come out of there and just say, wow, I got my money's worth, and then 12 times that amount. And so we'll always do what we need to do to do for that. The group that we're talking with today specifically asked some questions like, how do you price? How do you do this? So I literally put together a PowerPoint presentation to answer those questions for them. It's not part of, of our agenda. It's not part of what we do, but they asked the questions, so, so we're going to deliver that. Yeah, so and we'll, you do it a very Mercedes-Benz style. Mm-hmm. The, you have this very much like Ritz-Carlton, Mercedes-Benz, your course yeah. and your curriculum, and the way y'all do things, because you guys are perfectionists, you really are. I yes. mean, it, you, everything you do is perfect. and. I like that about it because so many courses are just BS. Yes. They're crappy, they're bad experience, mm-hmm. whatever. And you feel like, oh man, this is just thrown together last minute. And y'all's is so thought through from the name cards to the every I mean, aspect. Every of it. aspect Thank of you. it. From Thank you. how Catherine contacts the person from the signing up Very for the course to the payment of the course. Which options would you like? Yeah. And and here's where you're gonna stay. And uh, you know how many courses I go to where I'm like, where's this thing at? How do I do this? And with y'all, it's there's never that stress. It's like, here's where you're going to be. Here's how it's going to go. Thank you. And then here's an iPad or a USB with everything you need and a hard copy. And, you know, here's the audiobook for it too. <laughs> like you know, the cool thing man. is that when our students come through our classes, they really become like family. Like we go out to dinner, we sit and talk. And after the course is over, we still have contact with those students. And it's so super cool. They will personally text my cell phone or reach out to me through email or call me and ask me questions. And we're always there. We tell them we're very transparent. Anything you need from us, if you want my fees for my dental office, if you want all my consent forms, fine. I'm happy to share everything. There's nothing we won't give you and nothing that we're going to hide from you. That's 100% true. I've actually called both of you directly about certain things in somebody's office who haven't been to your course yet. And you gave them that information. Yes. And guess what happened? Yes. <laughs> they signed up for your course, yes. right? So it's like, uh, if it's engineering stuff or technology, I mean, it, Rob, Rob, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this Sarek thing? Are they they're doing something new here? And, he, and I'm like, he answers and I'm like, he simplifies it, but I'm like, oh my God. Well, well here's <laughs> the icing on the cake for them too. Like this, I love this. So if you think that you work hard, just take a glimpse <laughs> of this little story here. Not only are you guys doing your practice, you got 25 employees, whatever, you know, all, all this you're doing in the curriculum. 
and you look perfect, right? Like you, you take care of yourself, right? So all this goes in, but let me just break down the past 24 hours and the next 36 hours of your life. Oh my I want God. you to share yes. what also you great, do. Great idea. Um, okay. So, you know, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I saw patients. Uh, Wednesday, right after work, I jumped on a plane with my daughter who's 25. She's getting married in April and she and I flew down to Orlando. Um, and we spent yesterday shopping for wedding shoes and, you know, the little things you need to do with your daughter. And then I jumped on a plane to Atlanta so now we're in Atlanta, and I'm going to be presenting today. As soon as I'm done presenting, I'm flying back to Orlando because the rest of our children are in Orlando. And at 3 o'clock tomorrow morning, we'll all be at Disney ready to run the Disney Half Marathon. And so we'll run the Disney Half Marathon tomorrow and do some fun things in the park. And same thing on Sunday and Monday. I'll be back in the office doing uh, dental work again. So I'm sweating just hearing it's that. It's a fun like, life. It is Just so more than fun. I do in a week in 24 hours, maybe a month. <laughs> it but is that's such it. a I mean, fun you're, life. Your business owner, your clinician, your educator, your mom, you're also a marathon runner. Like, what, what, do you, what is the secret? Are you drinking matcha tea? Yeah. What am I missing yeah. out here that I need to be doing? You know, it's it, incredible the drive you have. It's so funny. I, I tell everybody, if I could just miss out on sleep, I could get so much done. <laughs> <laughs> sleep so gets in the way. <laughs> I mean, it's, I applaud you. It's, you. it's it's truly amazing because you're always smiling when doing it. And that's the hardest part for me personally, as someone who's always on the go and traveling, I'd never smile. Uh, Shane reminds me of that. And, uh, and he, he looks like a, a boy's model too. Like you could be doing <laughs> Oshkosh Bagash. You got to smile, buddy. <laughs> I, I just, it's awesome. And, and I, I, you guys keep me motivated. Seeing how hard you guys go is always motivating to me. It's, it's incredible. Cause again, you do it with a smile on your face. Well, it's one thing you do it so bitching fun. and complaining. It's another way to do it when you do it with a smile. Yeah. Right. Life is so fun. So we only have a couple minutes left and there's one question I want to ask you specifically. Blake and I have talked about the women in dentistry, right? Um, how we think it's complete. This is our perspective. I'd be slightly offended if there was a pink bow, right? That says you can be part of this too. You also have the the negative effects of if a woman's too strong or too powerful that she comes off as what some people call a B, right? Yes. Not really fair. Whereas yes. a guy seems strong and he's, he's yes. t- type A, right? How do you walk that? You don't. I don't feel like you walk a line. I feel like you're you, but I don't. I feel like you're kind of becoming a face for that for women in dentistry where it's, I'm not a woman in dentistry. I'm a dentist to a business owner too. How, how, what is your perspective on that? And uh, How from can the you kind industry of take that leadership, you. right? Without yeah. seeming as one of those sellout, gimmicky, annoying, in-your-face type of educators and speakers, right? Yeah. You, you do a very good job at that. You're very Thank you. strong and assertive, but you know, there's just so many strong and assertive women in our industry that got there because they kind of sold out or whatever. Sure. And sure. or they just seemed unrelatable. Uh, Sure. Right? They, they couldn't yeah. connect. The audience couldn't connect with that. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me tell you, dentistry's come a long ways for females since I started dentistry. I've been doing it for 20 plus years. And um, wow, has it changed. So there's lots more opportunities now for females. And it's much more accepted for a female to be a business owner and to be a dentist. So it's, it's a lot easier and, and, and again, more accepted. But I think what you really need to do is you have to be you. And that's what I tell everybody, be you. And don't be the person who allows other people to drive your business. I mean, you you went into business to help people take over your business, work in your business, work on your business, and be you. And when people realize that you're a strong leader and that you're, you are you, you're, you're sincere, 
it gets you get well accepted. It's the people who crumble and who let other people run their their office, and then they step up and try to be that leader um, from time to time. Those are the people that get pegged as as not being sincere, and, and then they get called funny. What names. about in the education game, though? Because that you know, I think with practice owning, I think you're right; mm-hmm. it has come a long way. But on the education side, it has not. The balance of females in the industry, which by the way is about eighty percent if you could include the entire team, right? Yes. Um, to male educators. Why is that balance so thrown off? You know, in education, you're so right. It's it's a male dominant um, field out there, and and there are few. There are more women stepping up to to educate, but there are so few, and there's such a need right now. And I don't know why that is, but I do find that you know when I'm teaching and I have a, a room full of, of male d- dentists, it's very well accepted. I mean, there's no there's no. In no way do I feel like that I'm inferior as a female. I think that females are just so busy running their practice, you know, working in their practice, maybe working on their practice, taking care of their families and taking care of the household that their times may their their personal time may be limited to do things like teaching. That would be my guess because you know finding that balance is really challenging. If you're talking to a young 28 year old version of yourself, right, or a young female dentist coming out of school right now, right, and I they thought have she was 28. <laughs> she looks <laughs> like you. it. Uh, if, and they're, they have these aspirations, right? They want to change the industry. They want to be there. And I'll, I'll say that women don't have the egos that men do. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a big thing too. <laughs> that's not yeah, the that's, motivator. No. And so if you're talking to yourself, what would you give yourself advice? If that's your asp- goals and yeah. aspirations to be an educator, what would you do now? Yeah. I mean, I, I would do exactly what I did when I was that age. First of all, family comes first. 100% family comes first. So don't do anything that's going to compromise that. But at the same time, you have to um, do what in your heart makes you happy. You can't avoid yourself. And so oftentimes young females will take care of the family. They'll take care of their career and then they miss out on them and you have to have me time also and part of my me time besides you know the fun things I do like running and flying and fun things like that is teaching because it's one of the things that I truly enjoy I enjoy giving back and so you have to find that time and once you find that balance with your time there's there are opportunities there so maybe your teaching is not going in front of people on a, on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis as we do maybe you're writing an article and publishing it or maybe you're going to a, to a local dental meeting and giving a presentation on something that you think is awesome. You know, it doesn't take a lot to teach and to share and to educate. So little steps. Just it start taking little, little steps. steps. Find your niche and, and start taking those little steps exactly. forward. Exactly. And there's so much that you have that you can share with other people. It's funny, when we started teaching, we thought, well, that's just obvious. Why would we teach about that? But it's not obvious. It's obvious to us because we've been doing it for 25 years. Exactly. But not everybody knows that. So the little things are things that people are like, wow, really? I didn't know that. And so you start sharing that and people really really appreciate it. Makes sense. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, I love your courses on business, especially on implant dentistry. I think it's amazing. I've got an idea of like, I'm going to throw this out here. You guys shove it back in my face if you want. The next time you guys do one, I'll loan you my implant MBA logo, my Instagram handle for for the month while you guys are doing it, and we'll call it the real implant MBA. MBA I love it. I love like, it. I hey, we, we actually, you know, we're um, talking to CE Zoom about getting their channel uh, CE certified for their live streams. Yeah. So we could offer like an online curriculum that's like uh, you pay yeah, to be a part of it online or you can go. Implant and MBA for Bobby yeah, I love here. that. I like we'll it. just throw I it on that, that channel. Well, they have their this channel too either way. Yeah, I love Whatever that. you want to do. But it's They're all yours I mean, because yeah. I feel yeah. like 
we, you're we, the real we, NBA of that anyways. No, we said you. it last night. I think that the Stanley is, and I truly mean this. I truly do. Um, yeah, we talked you guys up on the podcast last night. Yeah, you guys owe us that 20 bucks. Um, so <laughs> We're it, cheap. I, I think that your name and your institute will be around for a very, very long time. I sure hope so. Think about Malo Clinic and, and some of these other clinics that have been around for a long time. Yeah. I, tr- I think that the Stanley Institute is here to stay for a long yeah. time, and it will grow outside. This will be fun to watch, but it's, it's already been fun watching this past year and this journey working with y'all with Implanting and Parent stuff, it's awesome. Hey, you guys are really good people doing good things. Thank you. Well, the Institute does continue to grow and it's funny because Dr. Rob and I, you know, we, we sit back and we say, are we ever going to retire? We love what we do. Why will we retire? And we realize we can't retire and just teach. And a lot of people do that. They retire and teach. But we always want to be in the industry because things change and things grow mm-hmm. and you, you cannot teach and share the latest and greatest unless you're doing it. Retirement for you is like running ultra marathon or something. <laughs> You guys are like the David Goggins of dentistry, right? Yeah, we'll never retire. We love it. We love love dentistry. (laughs) No, and I think that's awesome. It it just keep going. Like, you know, it's very motivating. Like when I'm tired or bitching and bling, I just will pull up your Facebook or Instagram and say like, what the hell y'all are doing? You guys keep doing it and and it's motivating. It's a kick-ass. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. We love you guys. Thank and, you. And thank you for taking a few minutes out of the course just to come and hang out with oh, us so, and do this I'm podcast. So good. Look at the marathon tomorrow. Or yeah, at thank marathon. You. Yeah. It's only yeah. a half. It's just oh, half. So just I mean, 13 miles. 13 miles. <laughs> no big deal. I'll run Short that. Job. I'll run that in a year. <laughs> <laughs> so. He earned that dad bod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really did. All right. Well, Dr. Bobby, thank, thank you, you so much. And guys, we'll catch you guys on the next episode of the All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.